This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. It's time for Friday Follies, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. This episode of Bells in the Bafri originally released September 4th, 2019. Welcome everybody to Bells in the Bafri, and it's time for another class of Old Time Radio Drama 101. Let's take roll. Arnie? Present. Brad? Present. And since everybody bought a present, we can begin. If we take back our presents, can we leave? No. Everybody enjoys top-notch radio drama. Oh, Oh, yeah. However, we are presenting low-notch radio drama. Oh, dear. This episode begins with a message from the Slow Talkers of America. Dark. Shadows. Chocolate. Fantasy. Who's not sitting on the organ in the background? Get off the organ, buddy. You're giving me a headache. Spawn of the sub. Marine? Basement? Human. Did he say human? It's hard to tell about that racket in your background. Beautiful takeoff. Yes, good pilot. Why did you charter such a large plane for just the two of us, Michael? Isn't this being just a bit too pretentious? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing but the best from now on, Adela. Besides, this was the only plane available. It's the world's largest crop duster. You can unloosen your safety belt now. Hold it, hold it, hold it. You can unloosen your safety belt? If you unloosen something, don't you make it tighter? Speaking of tighter, I'm having another martini. Okay, back to the action. I might as well confess that the real reason I was late was because I took so much time reading the notices in the paper this morning. Weren't they superb? Excellent. What's the newspaper? The audience was quite nice to me last night. I got a squatting ovation. Extremely appreciative, but... I didn't expect such fine reports from the press. Didn't I tell you before the concert that you'd be a hit? And that I'd bribe the critics? Today, my dear, you're recognized as the outstanding soprano of the nation. But I'd rather be in singing than outstanding. You've had a lot of faith in me, haven't you, Michael? Well, offhand, I'd say I have, yes. You had to think about it for a second there. You spent a lot of money to make me a success. (laughs) Don't worry. I'll collect every cent of it back if we get as good houses as we had last night. I'd rather have hotels. Especially on Park Place. Michael. Yes, darling? Do you feel, well, rather strange? 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 Doctor Strange? No, dear. Why? I... I feel like something is going to happen. We're all hoping something does. What makes you say that? I don't know. Maybe because it's in the script. A feeling of impending danger just seemed to come over me all of a sudden. Danger? 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 Danger, Mouse? What possible danger could we be in? I don't know. Gravity could be a factor. I've had this feeling before. It's like... Like? Like... So friendly already. Like someone had spread a shroud down over this airplane. Now, that's a peculiar way to talk, Adeline. More peculiar than Pig Latin. The same sort of feeling I had that day... Stefan disappeared. Stefan Wilder? Oh, he certainly was. Yes. Adela. Sweet Adeline. I was riding in my car that day. I'd been to a matinee with several of my friends. We'd had a glorious time. I was quite happy. (laughs) So I drove out into the country 
with the top down on my car. Oh, the car's top was down. The wind was blowing against the car. Where'd you expect it to blow? Just as it's blowing against the plane now. So the car was flying. And the sun was glistening on the bright metal of the car. There's a lot going on with this car. Just as it's glistening on the wing out there. Darling, please don't think of that now. Oh, it was a lovely day. You're thinking about it. Just like today. Except not 30,000 feet up. My heart was very light. Your heart was light? I was happy. How happy? Thrillingly happy. Thanks for clarifying. Stefan and I were to be married within a week. Adela, please. And then... I said please. For no reason at all. And she keeps going. I had that strange feeling. Where did it come from? It just came out of nowhere. Thanks for clarifying that. And settled down around me like a... A huge cloth might cover the body of someone who had just died. Don't talk that way, darling. Use pig Latin instead. It was the strangest feeling I'd ever experienced. Strangest? Weird. Weird? Terrible. Put down that thesaurus. It gave me the feeling that a hundred thousand evil spirits were racing at a maddening pace behind my car. Unlike the pace of this monologue. Trying to catch up with me. Clutch me in their bony, fiendish hands. That was so long ago. Five years. That's about how long this monologue has lasted. So long ago. So long ago? Who is ago? The lucky guy who got out of here. Seems like yesterday. All, All my, my troubles seem so... Then, when I speeded up the car... What? Not this monologue. Something began to pound in my ears. You mean Euro in your ears. It's pounding there now, Michael. Take a buffer in, dear. It's pounding there now. Adela, please. Don't repeat yourself. This is long enough as it is. The faster I drove... The more that evil shroud hung over me. A shroud cloud? I gave the car more gas. This is giving me gas. More. 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 And then... Uh, too much gas. When they found you in the wreckage, they thought you were dead. <laughs> if only. I couldn't make the curve. Won't come back from dead girl's curve. The motor had reached full speed. Hooten, hooten. I could think of but one single danger. B.O. Running out of Fruit Loops? The invisible danger that raced there behind me. Slow down, will you? Striving to catch me in its hold. There was no one. Nothing. Oh, but there seemed to be. Well, that was an amazing story. And what was so strange? Oh, you're not done yet. All of a sudden, that bright day vanished. Just vanished. That's called nighttime. Clouds came out of nowhere. No, from water vapor. And hid the sun from sight. But not from smell. You're not making sense. (laughs) Darling, I... I'd better pull down the shade on the window. Oh, Michael, wait a minute. A minute passes. Look. Then another minute. Look outside. Another minute. Clouds. Seems like an hour now. We're flying below them. Or they're hovering above you. And they've completely blotted out the sun. The sun will be out in a minute. Bet your bottom dollar. Oh, it's just like that day. Except 30,000 feet up. Clouds hiding the sun. Just like they did that day. What day was that? The day she's been harping on the last five minutes. Oh, just a coincidence. Dark, dreary cloud. Blotting out the sun, yes, we know. Followed by loud bursts of thunder, listen. Flyers in the storm. Oh, my God. What does it mean? It means that when lightning strikes, it causes a sudden increase in pressure and temperature, resulting in a rapid expansion of air. This expansion is so extreme, it creates a sonic boom. Hence, thunder. Nothing, nothing at all. Just a thunderstorm. It'll go up and fly above it. Why didn't he go up above the storm when he saw it? Oh, I don't know. Because he didn't see it, that's why. Certainly he did. No. He's blind. Oh, it came up. Just like that day five years ago. Out of nowhere. Here we go again. It came up before the pilot was even aware of it. There was a pilot in your car? Oh, nonsense. It wasn't nonsense five years ago. What was it? In order now. First the clouds, then the thunder, then it began to rain. Well, look for yourself. It's not raining now. 
It's nothing but an electrical storm. I suppose you a steam-powered storm. See, we're going above it. Oh, Michael, I'm frightened. There's nothing to be frightened about. There, look. There's the sun again. Here, Here comes, comes the, the sun. sun. It's all so strange. No, the sun's up there every day. A feeling. The clouds hiding behind the sun. Bigaboo. The thunder. Sure, but no rain. Oh, Michael. Just the pilot talking to us over the talkback system. Uh, push that button right there so I can answer him. Mr. Brock, Miss Rhodes. Yes, pilot, what is it? It's the talkback system. Aren't you paying attention? Uh, don't be alarmed about the storm. We're about now. Oh, yes, thank you. Uh, just an electrical storm, isn't it? No, sir. It's more than that. It's raining cats and dogs down there. Michael. Call the ASPCA. Rain. Oh, Michael. Row your boat ashore. We're up above the storm. Nothing can harm us here. You remember, don't you? Oh, you're going to remind me anyway. I never saw Stefan Wilder again. But I've seen Stefan Tamer. After that experience I had five years ago. Yes. As I remember. No one ever saw him again. You asked everybody in the world? He just disappeared. Like the shine. Behind the clouds. Yes, yes we, we know. know. Please, darling, don't think about it anymore today. Or talk about it. You're tired. We're, We're all, all tired. tired. Perhaps a little rest would do you good. Oh, yes, you're right. I am tired. Just lie back and relax, then. Take a dozen sleeping pills. Honestly, sweet, there's nothing to be worried about. We just happened to run into a storm when you thought about that old experience of yours. I wonder, Michael. I wonder if we did just happen into the storm. Okay, that's enough jet engine noise there. You sure that's what that noise is? Could be Michael snoring. Could be just air rushing in to fill the vacuum of the plot. It's just going away now. I can't wait to hear what happens next. <laughs> yeah, what sort of exciting change of scenery will it be? It's the airplane. It's the airplane. Are they flying around the world or something? Michael, where are you, darling? Over here, dear. Avoiding you. Did you have a good sleep? Oh, I did sleep after all. Yes, that's why I asked. Why are the lights out? Oh, I turned them out so you'd sleep as long as you could. And I'll switch them back on. There. What time is it? Yep. 9.30. 9.30. Okay, for you. The little hand is on the nine. And... Oh, Michael, I've been asleep more than eight hours. <laughs> I thought you'd never... Shut up. I mean... Wake up. It's after dark, and you've had the lights off all this time just for me. Well, I guess I'd better admit I got a little sleep, too. Where are we now? Over Mexico. <laughs> Taco Bell. Hey, hungry, dear? Oh, I'm famished. You know... More than you do, yes. I can't imagine what made me sleep so long. Oh, we landed Centella. We can get food there. Have we landed at all since I retired? No, we're circling now. Well, that's Centella down there. Oh. You better pretty up a bit. Or a lot. This is a secluded part of the country, but you never know who you're going to run into. Ricardo Montalban? Speedy Gonzalez. Ow, that smarts. Okay, okay. Who's rocking back and forth on the organ there? Oh, sorry. I'll get off. Well, we seem to be on another airplane. They must have paid a lot for their airplane sound effects collection, I tell you what. And they're going to use every single one of them before this is done. Well, that was Centella. How long before we're in Monterey? Oh, about an hour. Did you get good reservations? The best. Did you enjoy your dinner? Oh, immensely. <clears throat> that was a nice place. Certainly a rough landing field, though. Well, it's not actually a landing field. It was a football field. And were they surprised? You had to land someplace to refuel before we got to Monterey, so I picked Centella. I enjoyed it. Quaint little place. Mm. 
Quaint. Quaint. It ain't quaint. It's a funny thing, Michael. Oh, dear, is that showing? Did you notice the plane? Didn't you? What do you mean, dear? It didn't look a bit like it had been in a rainstorm. I thought you'd forgotten all about that. Forgotten what? Of course it didn't look like it. We flew above the rain before it started. Oh, yes, that's right. I'm always right. Well... If you don't mind, I'm going to spend the next hour looking through my fashion magazines before we land at Monterey. And so they flew off into the distance, thereby ending this amazing tale of the subhuman. Uh, Mr. Bell, what? It's not over. The sound effect is coming back again. I think I'm getting airsick. Michael. Yes. What now? Should we be over water? Water? Well, no, of course not. We should be over the floor of the airplane. Well, we are. There's water all around us. Well, let's see. Why, heaven, Adler, you're right. My feet are soaking. The pilot's off his course. Surely you must realize it. Perhaps he does. And don't call me Shirley. Oh, you better go up and find out. Yes, I will. I'll be right back. Uh, have, hurry. Harry Hoover. Have a hoser. Herbert Hoover. For heaven's sake. Right. The door to the pilot's cabin's locked. I say, pilot. We all say, pilot. Pilot. What's wrong, Michael? Oh, the door to this cabin is locked curtain over the windows pulled down inside. Pilot, open up. Look, he's raising the curtain. Michael. Good Lord. A thick, hairy arm. I knew I should have shaved. Michael. That's not our pilot at the controls. It's a monkey. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. A gorilla. We've got a gorilla for sale. Oh, Michael. Are we dreaming? It's the gorilla, my dreams. No. No, it's true. A live gorilla piloting our plane. But that's impossible. Only dead gorillas pilot planes. No. Don't! Confound the door's locked. Open this door. Open up. Michael, be careful. You'll bruise your knuckles. Look at him. Peering back at us. Those little beady eyes. Ooh, he winked at me. And an expression on his face that... Almost human. This is fantastic. Not the adjective I would have chosen. How in the world did we ever come to be in the air with a creature like that? There's a line you don't hear every day. We had our regular pilot when we landed at Centella. I saw him climb down out of the cabin. So did I. On a rope. Carrying bananas. I never did see him again before we took off. Naturally, his back was to me when I gave him the go-ahead signal. And you didn't notice he was about two feet wider? Oh, Michael. Michael, now what? Yeah. Now, now what? what? We're over land. Bringing the plane down. Gravity's helping. Oh, my God. We're on the ground. Wait, wait, wait. We could do that better. Here, play that again. Oh, my God. We're on the ground. An absolutely perfect landing. He's unlocking the door now. Having a little trouble with the key there. What's he going to do? Just take it easy. Don't get excited. Whatever you do, don't run or make a fast movement. Too late. I think I made a fast movement. Ew. Don't let him know you're afraid of him. He's just standing there. Reading a comic book? Looking at us. Oh. Whatever you do, don't let him know you're afraid of him. You don't have to be afraid of me. Michael. That, that creature talked. Of course I talk. All gorillas talk. It's common knowledge. Even Brad can talk. Yeah, even I can. Hey. <laughs> We're a couple of fools, Adela. Just our pilot playing a trick on us, dressed up in a monkey suit. There is no trickery. Or dickery doc. I am not your original pilot. What? I joined you at Centella, where I came to meet you for Dr. Luther. Lex Luther? Doctor. Say that again, with feeling. Dr. Luther? Yes. Much better. He's waiting for you. Come, follow me. Steady, darling. Come on. 
We better follow him. It's always wise to do what the 600-pound gorilla says. Here's the doctor now. Wow, that was a quick walk out of the plane, down the steps, across the one range where the doctor was. Maybe the doctor is a stewardess. Well, step in. I see you brought our visitors. Yes, doctor. Yes. Yes. Just as I directed you. Uh, the other two actors can use some directing, too, there. Welcome, Adelaide Rhodes. Wasn't that a Beatles album? And welcome to your... Lovely, lovely voice. I say, look here. And we say, look, look here. here. Or you can look over there. Or deep inside yourself. And welcome to you, Mr. Brock. Uh-huh. I'm so sorry that you will be of no assistance to me. Uh-huh. However, you may be interested in... Uh-huh. ...what I have planned. Now listen, Dr. Luther. When did you graduate the William Shatner School of Talking? I want to know what this is all about. You will learn what it's all about. And without delay, I assure you. Delay. Come, step in. Don't be so inhospitable. Who's in the hospital? Show our guest into the laboratory. Apparently he keeps the organ in the laboratory. Employees must wash hands after playing the organ. Sit down over there, my dear. Over here, Mr. Brock. My God. Dr. Luther, I demand an explanation. Well, you bend your knees and put your butt on the chair. It's not that difficult. Where are we? Why have you brought us here? You're too full of questions, Mr. Brock. And gas. I've already told you I'm about to show you why I brought you here. Eventually. Here, high in these mountains, secretly, I've been working for five years, experimenting, testing. Don't you hate those pop tests? Or be great on a curve. Trying to accomplish what everyone would have said was utterly impossible. Porcelain sneakers? Outlawing telemarketer calls? Making this podcast funny? That would be a toughie. And I told them about it. But I didn't tell anyone. Wait, wait, wait. You, you told them. But you didn't tell anyone. I'm thinking the gorilla may be the brains of the outfit. Instead, I came here and built this laboratory. You see, it's fully equipped and modern in every detail. Oh, look here, Dr. Luther. During those five years... I trained Stephen here. Finally, he's going without diapers. I believe you will agree my training has been very successful. You now see an almost full-grown gorilla behaving like a human, acting like a human, even talking like a human. Walk like a human. Talk like a human. Smell like a gorilla. I've been very kind to you, haven't I, Stephen? Yes, Dr. Luther. Of course you've been kind. Yes. Just so. I can't sew very well, Dr. Luther. May I knit? Scientists back there in your world, my dear Miss Rhodes, will tell you it's impossible to completely train a gorilla. That is the second point in which I've proved them wrong. The second's point? How many seconds does it take him to point? Maybe he's a minute man. Step in. Sing for us. Yes, Doctor. Ah, oh boy. Okay, hold it, hold it. Just a second. I think we can improve this scene. Let's do it one more time. Step in. Sing for us. Yes, Doctor. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. Much better. Doesn't he have an excellent voice? Michael, did you hear that? Impossible. Sing again, Stephen. Everybody do the Michigan ride. Everybody likes the Michigan ride. See, soon he will be world famous. I shall travel with him, take him to the four corners of the earth, and show people how well my gorilla sings. Oh, my God. It's not how well the gorilla sings, but that the gorilla sings it all. I can't believe it. That's 
Stephen Wilder's voice. It can't be. Ah. What, the doc calling him Stephen all this time didn't tip her off? The gorilla's definitely the brains of this whole show. But it is. Yes. Yes. Now I remember. Those nights in September. Now I know who you are, Dr. Luther. Think about it. Collect your thoughts. Stephen Wilder had an appointment with you that day he disappeared five years ago. He had a strange growth right about here. I'd forgotten all about it, but I just now remembered. I just now got the bill. So that's what happened to Stephen Wilder. You kidnapped him and brought him here and... Monkeyed around with him. <laughs> you. Me? Him? Brad? Precisely. <laughs> I brought him here to do what others said could never be done. Lower taxes? Get pigs to fly? Make a gorilla sing? Oh. Yeah. And I chloroformed him five years ago and brought him here. You stuck little plastic shapes on him? Chloroform, Brad, not color forms. Boy, are you guys showing your age? I thought I was ready. But my gorilla wasn't. So I had to wait. How can you tell when a gorilla's ready? He combs his hair and uses cologne. Three months ago, I performed the operation. Operation? I removed the vocal cords from the man. The man? And grafted them into the gorilla. Gorilla? We should charge him for graft. Oh. This is ridiculous. You, you said, said it. it. A thing like that can't be done. Oh, surely you don't deny the proof I've just given you, Mr. Brock. Stephen, sing. Oh. I'm just wild about Harry, and he's just wild about cannot do without. He's just wild about me. Recognize that voice, Miss Rhodes, the moment you heard it. How would I know that? Because you'd sung operas with Mr. Wilder so much. Oh, right. That was the way he sang. Like a gorilla. To exercise his voice. <laughs> Don't you both realize what I have here? A uh, singing gorilla? Who flies an airplane? And is hopefully house-trained? The secret of an untold wealth. Why, besides knowing how to train this ferocious and... Morose type of animal. Morose and ferocious? He's morocious. <laughs> Besides knowing how to transfer human vocal cords successfully, I have something I can exhibit to the world to prove my knowledge. Think. Think of the fortune I can amass because people will pay immense sums to see and hear my singing gorilla. Stop it. Stop it, I say. <laughs> Why have you brought me here? Your sparkling personality. Surely you could have spared me this. I will tell you why, Miss Rhodes. And don't call me Shirley. You and Mr. Brock will step over here. The only place we're going to step is out of this place. Oh, Zinger. We'll do as I ask. Stephen, these people are not to leave. Very well, Dr. Luther. Not to leave the room, even if you come and get him. Over here, if you please. Better do what he says, Adela. There. Go to this plate glass. Look into the next room. <laughs> another gorilla. No, that's a mirror. <laughs> Just kidding, yes, another gorilla. Isn't it a fine specimen? Fine specimen? Uh, Doc, you messed up your line. There's a big reveal here. Yes, she. She? Uh, it's Jerry Lewis. No. All right, it's Professor Frink from The Simpsons. You're not planning. I've trained her very carefully. She was so much more responsive than the male. That's probably more information than we needed to know. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'd like more detail. Now that she's able to obey me, I'm quite ready for the rest of my plans for her. Oh, no. No, you can't. 
I won't let you. I'll say he can't. And we'll say he, he can't. can't. I love you would be able to prevent it. W- w- what? Say that again. I love you would be able to prevent it. I whelp you wouldn't be able to prevent it? I haven't whelped in a long time. I whelped like a baby. Soon, soon I'll tour the world with the most amazing exhibition on earth. A male and a female gorilla. Let's keep it PG here, Doc. Singing all the world-famous operas. Look here, you... Wait a minute. Look here instead. I just happened to think of something, Doctor. Oh, she's thinking now. About time someone did. Hey, Doc, do you ever think? Yes. Could, Could have, have fooled, fooled us. us. Do you remember the day Stefan Wilder had that appointment with you five years ago? Yes. Certainly I remember. He sat in my waiting room two hours, reading all my Field and Stream and Boys Life magazines. Some six years ago. I'd been planning to obtain possession of him so I could bring him here. I was most pleased when he called and asked for an appointment. But did he tell you why he was calling upon you? I know. Ah, you know. No, he didn't. Well, if he didn't, how would you know? This is getting confusing. Is he reading the same script as everybody else? Somebody explain this. He came to you, Dr. Luther. Okay, anybody but you. Because he was losing his voice. Maybe it fell in the sink. Somebody check the gooseneck. Ah, foul play, eh? You... You must be wrong. I am not wrong. I'm reading the right script. I am the only one he told about it. It had been worrying him for a long time. You see, no, we don't. Don't. the more he sang, the worse his voice became. He was gradually losing it. I think I'm about to lose it listening to this. Hang in there, Mr. Bell. It's going to end sometime. But that's impossible. Do you think so, Doctor? Well, if not possible, at least ludicrous. You're a specialist on that subject. No! Oh, sorry, a little early. That's why he was coming to you that no. day. No! You were early this time and stepped on my line. You must be wrong. No, I heard you. After all the work I've done. Your gorilla will lose his voice, Dr. Luther. He'll put it in a suitcase and take it to the airport and never see it again. And I assure you, before you'll do anything to me, I'll see to it that my voice is ruined too. He won't! He can't! But you can! Overact! He's an excellent voice! Excellent! Yes, yes, of course he is! Sorry, say that again? Yes, yes, of course he is! Anybody want to try translating that one? Something about goiters. Or did he sneeze there at the end? Of course he is! Because We've worked together, I trained him. His voice can't go bad on me now. Not now! He needs a chill pill. Or a girlfriend. One that's not a gorilla. Just when it's finally successful! Oh, you'll see, Dr. Luther. No, you're wrong! You're mistaken! You're in error! You're misinformed! You're incorrect! You're ill-advised! You're erroneous! You're way out there, dude! He'll sing, all right! He won't lose his voice. Will you step in? Will you step in what? No, of course not. You're in an excellent voice, Stephen. Sing. Sing your head steading. Sing your head steading? Use your inside voice, Doc. We can understand you better. Show him. Did you hear that? Beautiful quality. Beautiful tone. Listen, Doctor. What's wrong? Try again. So, it's true. Stephen, you, you devil. After all I've done, after all my work, this is what I get as a reward. I've sacrificed everything. My position, my career, all my money, and this is what happens. Well... Ooh, chill pill kicked in, didn't it? There's one way, Stephen. By heaven. How much does heaven cost? There's one way. 
Get back at her. You gotta go. Yeah, shoot the gorilla. That'll make him sing better. Oh, no, Dr. Luther. That would have hit that beast. But look at him. Stop! I think the gorilla's gonna eat him. But gorillas are herbivores. Maybe the dog's first name is Herb. So did the gorilla eat him? Maybe he dragged him off to give him a ride in the airplane. Mm, sounds like he put him in the wind tunnel. Well, at least there's an organ in there with him. And the doc is probably missing a few organs by now. Dark fantasy. Apparently the show ran a little short, so they're kind of filling time here. Maybe the organist gets paid by the hour. You have heard Spawn of the Subhuman. For which we apologize. Tonight's original tale of Dark Fantasy by Scott Bishop. Who will deny everything. Ben Morris was heard as Michael Brock. Yay. Eleanor Naylor Corrin was Adler Rhodes. Garland Moss played Dr. Luther. Yay. And Muir Height was the gorilla. Yay. Next Friday night at the same time, listen to the 16th in this series of dark fantasy dramas created by Scott Bishop. There have been 15 of these? The Man with the Scarlet Satchel. The story of an aged millionaire who receives a child's set of modeling clay uh -huh. as a practical joke, uh -huh. but who turns the gift into an incredible and weird instrument of destruction. He molds a gorilla. Who can sing? And fly an airplane. I actually find the flying the airplane part to be the interesting part, not the singing part. Yeah, how do you train a gorilla to fly an airplane? The best way is to put him in an airplane and push him off a cliff. Yeah, that's how we learn how to swim. You were pushed off a cliff? No, no, no. My dad took me in a rowboat to the middle of the lake and tossed me in. Wow, and that worked, huh? Oh, yeah. The hard part was getting out of that burlap sack. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You've been listening to Bells in the Battery number 228. Special thanks go out to Jack Ward, the head honcho of the Sonic Society and the Mutual Audio Network, for sending me this particular old-time radio show that was ripe for spoofing. The singing portions were taken from the classic Warner Brothers cartoon, One Froggy Evening, directed by Chuck Jones, the guy who also directed How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The good version. That love and Hi, this is John Bell. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. In my podcast, Bells in the Battery, I usually surpass a thousand words. Why does he? But for every episode, there is also a picture. You mean that itty-bitty picture that you see when you bring up the episode? Yes, that's called a thumbnail. They're drawn on thumbnails? But now you can see all the thumbnail pictures in large format by going to the Bells in the Bat-Free gallery. Just go online to thebatfree.com. That's T-H-E-B-A-T-F-R-Y dot com. And click on Gallery. That's G-A-L-L-E. I think they can figure that out. You'll see all the pictures for all the episodes that were created by Jeff Music, along with other guest artists like the Lavalier Brothers and famous animation director Dan Reba. Well, he knows one celebrity, and he really wants you to know about it. You'll also see lots of fan art over the years and a few surprises so when you're in the mood for a picture instead of a thousand words especially, especially his, his words go to thebatfree.com and click on gallery and be sure to clean your thumbnails before viewing